Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It is Wednesday, right? Yeah, I remember yeah. back talking about what day it is. It is Wednesday. Someday. I was right. Uh, the Nuggets had practice today. We are going to get into all that. Actually, I will say that a lot of times, well, the Nuggets don't practice very often. It's three out of four practices, nothing. You don't get a whole lot. A little bit here or there. It's like really, you have to really squint to, to figure out what's going on. Today, not the case. Very eventful day, I would say, at practice. Lots to talk about. We're going to get into all of that. And we're going to talk about what is the best lineup to combat this death lineup, whatever it is that they're calling this new look death lineup. We're going to talk about that. And then the final segment, some levity. There's been so much tension around the Nuggets. Like, it's been kind of a drag, honestly, <laughs> to talk about the Nuggets these last few days. So we're going to have some fun, and we're going to talk about what do we expect will be the Denver Nuggets' giveaway when they open up Game 3 uh, to Denver Nuggets fans. What will they be giving away? T-shirt, towel, what will it look like, and what makes a good giveaway? Light up bracelet, maybe? Like LED light up bracelet? We'll also talk about what the worst of all time are. I realize I'm coming in through my computer audio. Now I'm coming in through my microphone. Look how good I sound now, don't I? Way lower. Much louder. And to go over all this with me, I've got – what the hell is this set, Harrison? Well, I told you I'm moving, so my my usual set's gone. It's never coming back, actually. It's it's gone (laughs) for good. Um, So – Good thing I was on the road these last two games, or else if I had to do a show, it, it would be this terrible background. <laughs> is this you look like you're in Brazil? Uh, this is the entrance to my bedroom, which I had to go close the door because it's Ooh. a it, it's a freaking war zone in there. Wow! Inside Harrison's bedroom, this is already going to be a great show. I Harrison, love this. he's the Jeff Green of the DNVR Nuggets crew. New home every year. Every year, just no, just always finds a new. <laughs> A new place also, to call home. Right. Also a bit of a mannequin out here. Not really adding much, not taking away. <laughs> Grab some rebounds, Harrison. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> down there, I've got D-Line Co. with the Diet Coke. So guess what, guys? Uh, did not realize until I saw myself on camera that I uh, trimmed my mustache in such a way that it starts and then stops. <laughs> starts and then stops. So <laughs> 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 wow this is amazing uh-huh is like yep. a little, uh, didn't realize it yep 
Uh, need to. So number one thing for me is to take more effort and attention to my own personal appearance before I appear in front of the literal world. <laughs> uh, you are like your theory with Jokic, where he he grooms less when he's sort of like not feeling so great about himself. Is this Eric? Are you just? Is this a cry for help? Well, the thing is that I uh, this is actually an example of me grooming more, but I just I got too exuberant, so I don't know how to. <laughs> if Jokic shows up one day with a self haircut or something, we're going to be like, huh, I don't know how to read this. Very confusing. Uh, over here, though, bring in the summer vibes. It's Brendan Vogt. I can't follow that man. He shaved a gap in his mouth. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? There's nothing you could do. He looked like a magician. You know, like like, like magicians sometimes will do that look. The curly. Yeah, yeah. Around yep. this kind of looks like what you're going uh, for. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is it? These two different faces. Um, the Denver Nuggets were at Ball Arena. They are back in town. The Golden State Warriors, not by the way. Curious note: they practiced in the Bay. They will be flying in tonight uh, and then doing a shoot around tomorrow. But the Nuggets were here on their home court and they went through a practice and held media availability. I don't want to poison the well here. I don't want to poison the well because I have major takes. But I want to start with you two gentlemen who are also there: Brendan Vote and Harrison Wynn. I'll start with you, Vote. What was your general mood from observing? I know, first of all, there were so many people there that I don't think Vote heard most of the conversation. I didn't hear most of the conversation. I, Wynn sent me the audio, so I listened to it on the drive home. But just what was your general sense of the mood around the Nuggets today, Vote? Well, yeah, here's a fun fact about being short. I know, Adam, you, you might not know this. It also gets harder to hear when there's a giant wall. of. Is this true? Room. Yeah, yeah. You can't read lips, and then there's there's people in the way, and it's... Well, I can't read lips either, man, to be honest with you. It's just tough. Um, what, like, what am I saying right now, Vote? You love me? Olive oil. Michael Porter Olive oil. has not oh. been ruled out of the I series. Just, I, yeah. Me, I, I'm very focused on the lips. I got that, no problem. Olive oil. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, Malone seemed um, perturbed to me today. He didn't seem like he was in a particularly jolly mood. Um, and I mean, I think we can all guess why. I don't think anyone enjoys getting their ass kicked. But it was uh, it was definitely, I thought, maybe on the surlier side for Malone. Oh, peak surly. And this is part of why I didn't want to poison the well. I wanted everybody to kind of have their take on it. But, you know, that was my take. I always say... I almost can tell where the Nuggets are based on Michael Malone's mood. Like when he's upset, you're like, oh, man, they must have had bad practice or he's not feeling great about where they are. And when he's like lighthearted, it's like, OK, he feels good about where they are today. Very surly, <laughs> very even like the like there were parts, obviously, where you're talking about defensive lapses like you expect him to be sharp on. But then there's ones like, hey, how's it feel to be back in front of your home? Oh, crowd? Right. Well, they're not our fans. You're like, wow, that was a softball that you turned into a, 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 a negative. Harrison, what was your – what do you think of the mood today at practice? Well, before Malone even came over and talked to the media, he was sitting in a chair by himself <laughs> at one end of the practice facility for like 20 minutes. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. We talked with Jamichael Green, Austin Rivers. Both those guys did their media, came and went. We watched the end of practice. Malone was just – sitting by himself in his own thoughts for a while. And then he came over and talked with us. And I was hoping to, you know, hear some, some confidence, hoping to be injected with some hope. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're back home. We're, we're ready to go. And we got a little of that. Like Malone said, yeah, you know, they took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. They won their first two games. But – I didn't come away with it feeling any better about Denver's hopes for game three. I, I didn't get injected with confidence 
So that was that was tough. The thing is, it doesn't really matter. Like, does this stuff matter about whether Denver is actually going to win? The answer is no. But if you ask, like, are the Nuggets down bad? I mean, you knew this just from watching the games and seeing fighting on the sideline and the locker room and Jokic getting ejected. You knew they were down bad. But today was one of those ones where you were like, yeah, they're for real down bad. And um, it doesn't mean anything that Malone was so surly and that practice today felt a little bit weird or the availability felt a little bit weird. But it certainly didn't give you the injection of confidence. D-Line, you're sitting here listening to all this. You weren't at practice today. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are your thoughts just interpreting this? I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, what yeah. at this exact moment in time? Like, what is there to feel great about? The Nuggets need to like really come out and uh, change <clears throat> the perception. They just need to. Maybe that maybe there's something about like feeling so hopeless and lost that allows them to just just abandon the idea of feeling tense or you know like feeling like they have anything to lose. That back against the wall, nothing to lose thing, which you know can be a rallying cry. I'm not, dude. I mean, like. I literally spent all day in bed yesterday. I'm not on the team. I'm not a coach. Uh, I am a person that enjoys bed, so that doesn't say that much. But, I mean, I was like, you know, I'm bummed out. Like, we've all yeah. put a lot of our time, our life, our effort, our focus, our emotions into this basketball team, which is, you know, obviously a, a silly thing to do with one's life. But, you know, right. we have to put our effort somewhere and our emotions somewhere. So why not the Nuggets? Um, but... It's, it is, we, I was just talking to RG, Ryan Green, we share office. Uh, Hi. <laughs> he says hello to everybody. Uh, <laughs> to the world. And Ryan Green says hello, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it, th there is an inevitability about where we are right now that, or there is a sense of inevitability that I think that we all have acknowledged all year long. But now that the... Um, Adam, for you, the chickens are now coming home to roost. Like it doesn't mm. feel great. Mm. It just doesn't feel you can't. You just can't prepare yourself for this like level of quit and this like level of uh, just I don't know give up that we've seen so far from the Nuggets. So this is it's not it's not been great. I don't feel great. I'm not surprised by what, what I'm hearing. Well, let me pick up the vibes just a little bit here since we're starting off on such a low note. The big top story today, actually, out of practice, Nikola Jokic. Fresh haircut. And Let's shaved. go. Let's it go. incredible. Now, it has been pointed out by the homie Alec Gwynn that haircut Jokic does not mean, like, statistically, we know that doesn't always mean oh. better Jokic. Oh, get the hell out of here, Alec Gwynn. Shut up. Don't beat it. You and your stats and your analytics. I used the eye test, and you know what? He does look better. So, Jokic, uh, <laughs> but honestly, in all sincerity, you know, you do get home, you clean up a little bit. Like, all right, hey, Maybe there is a little something to it. Um, you know, it, it's at least a noteworthy thing that Yoke came, came home and cleaned up a little bit. Um, my other big takeaway here from Michael Malone, specifically his availability, he never called out Aaron Gordon. He never said Aaron Gordon, you know, mentioned it by name, then went on to this or this or that. But I felt like it was pretty clear from the commentary, you know, from what he was talking about, that Aaron Gordon was at the center of a lot of his criticisms about the team and about his impact. And that was what I walked away from. Harrison, we were talking about this as well in the parking lot at Ball Arena. But um, it certainly feels like he feels him, and I would say Jeff Green as well, those two guys sort of are at the heart of a lot of what Malone feels, you know, where Denver's coming up short. Yeah, Jeff Green, I mean, he gave the Nuggets good run for most of the regular season, I, I wasn't expecting him to really like raise his game to astronomical levels in the playoffs. 
Aaron Gordon, though, yeah, he's been a massive disappointment. Um, I mean, shooting 6-19 from the floor through two games. It, during his time with the Nuggets in the playoffs, he's been terrible outside the paint. I think 12-42 shooting from him outside the paint in the playoffs last year and this year. And the Warriors know it. Like, Draymond Green knows it. I was talking to a bunch of Warriors people when I was out there for games one and two, and they go, Draymond Green, there's nothing he likes more than defending a player who he knows can't shoot or he doesn't trust that player's jumper. And that's what's going on about Aaron Gordon. Michael Malone had a quote today about how the Nuggets can help Nikola Jokic. Yes. And he said verbatim, Draymond Green is literally not guarding anybody. He is a free safety out there. He's not guarding Aaron Gordon is who he's not guarding. Right. Like yeah. that's the matchup. You didn't have to read too far into that to know who Michael Malone was calling out there. I thought he called out Aaron Gordon there. And then Malone was also asked today, how could Aaron Gordon and Jeff Green you know, help out Nikola? Like, what have you guys discussed in that aspect? And he goes, you've got to help yourself. Yeah, yeah. that was it, it was pointed, too, when he said that. It wasn't a like, you know, guys sometimes have to help themselves. It was like a very, like, you got to help yourself. Like, don't expect me to help these guys. Like, they got to help themselves. So I, you know, what's interesting about that comment, though, Harrison, Nuggets are winning the Draymond Clooney, uh, Kevon Looney minutes. I've seen a lot of They've takes. Won both first quarters. Yeah, I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk about this in the second quarter. But I see a lot of people saying you got to change the starters. The Nuggets are winning the starters now. Part of this is that Steph Curry's not starting, right? And until right. he does, like then, and I don't. But I don't know that the Warriors are going to start Draymond at center. If I were their coach, I would not. They have a knockout punch that only needs five minutes per game at the moment. If you need to ramp that up to ten or fifteen then you do so. And if this series, you know, Nuggets get back into it, maybe you go to start it. Maybe you play it 2025 or whatever. But right now they don't need it. So why would you unleash it for more than what it is? And if Denver is winning those starters minutes, every everybody that's analyzing the Nuggets, like from the fan perspective right now, they're falling into the same trap of Will Barton of like, well, start means these are the guys we like and appreciate. Like right mm -hmm. now, strategically, it's not the start. It's the end of the second quarter, end of the four. And, and then obviously when that death lineup comes in, in the second half, and that's not a starting lineup. Um, vote, do you feel, I mean, I don't know how much you, you've seen this, but did you feel like he was singling out those two guys? Jeff and AG for sure. Yeah. I mean, Jeff almost like skates free in a sense, like almost none of this stuff applies to him. He's just fading into backgrounds. And um, I, I don't know if, I, like Harrison said, if anyone had high expectations. I mean, it's definitely AG. Draymond is begging him to shoot. Um, and even the drives are sort of clunky and, and not calculated in my opinion. And there, so I, I think it was definitely about Aaron Gordon who has to get his head in this game. Um, I don't know if there's something about moving him to power forward that would help a lot. And again, it's not about starting. Like you said, it's about finding little minutes in the middle of the game uh, to maybe get Austin in there. But then there was that interesting note today about Malone's perspective on stymieing these runs they don't really have the defensive personnel to match up with these guys and shut them down. So maybe they need to have a little more pop to their offense, try to keep them out of transition, try to st stem those runs with their own offense. And that makes me think maybe it's not Austin Rivers. Um, but we'll oh. talk. I want to talk about that specific thing more in segment two. It's going to be yeah, the we'll meat wait. of today's show um, because that's like the real X's nose sort of where does Denver go from here? But I just, I wanted to kind of stick on the, just the idea of this team. <sighs> 
you know, I don't want to say they're blaming anyone, but I do feel like there are such frustrations for right now for, hey, this is what you do here. We need you to do this. And if you're not doing it, we have no chance. If you do it, we might not have no chance or we might not have a chance. Like it might be that it might be that bad, but you got to find out at least, um, you know, you know, kind of through grinding through it. Can I confess something to you guys? Sure. Oh, boy. I've been a little punk ass bitch lately, man. Total, oh, totally. We, we know. <laughs> First off, we've so talked me, about it. Me and Dev, we we actually played a league game yesterday. We we won. I don't want to try to brag about it, but we, we, we <laughs> wow, congratulations! But I got. I just came on here and criticized Yoke for like losing his temper. I got a technical in a league game yesterday. I got a, te- a technical. I've, I've seen you get technical in down. league games before. I've seen What's it. that. You've seen I've me seen get, you get technical in yeah. league games. I've seen you call it. I've seen you call a timeout just so you can go argue with a ref. That's what I, I went full Jokic. I went full Jokic on this one. I'm not kidding you. And I'm telling you, the reason I bring it up, one, I thought it was funny. Like when I got home after the game, uh, I, I was like sitting there and I'm like, what the hell? This is ridiculous. I'm down so bad. It's like bleeding into my rec league life. Um, but it's also one of those things where today this is Michael Malone was asked about the fans and it was a softball like, hey, but you get back home and. You get some energy from the crowd. And he's like, yeah, but the crowd's probably going to be half Warriors fans at least. Like, he's very chippy. It's one of those things where Michael Malone said that if the Nuggets were up two games to zero and somebody said, like, now you get home to the crowd, what's it like? He'd been like, oh, best fans in basketball. and We're going to protect the home court. But it's one of those things where the Nuggets just seem so frustrated that Malone can't even talk about the own fan base with, like, a throw him a bone here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a bad quote, man. Like – why do you have to say that? He, he did not have to say that. I know it's frustration and look, a takeaway I had from being at games one and two and just like being around the team is I really don't know if Denver ever believed it was going to win this series. Yep. Yep. I really don't know. Of course, heading into game one, everybody thinks they can win the series. You know, like everybody thinks before game one, they've got a shot, but after that second quarter run against the Warriors, I just I just don't know if Denver actually believed they could do it. And that's carried over, you know, until today. That was a bad quote from Malone, though, man. He he did not have to say that. He didn't have to. That's the thing, is like he went out of his way to throw this bar where you're like, wow, that was wow. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, shame on the city of Denver. It's, but I will say this: sometimes when you are frustrated, the truth comes out. And like we've often wondered about just like how much the players or this feel that and like even Jamichael Green had a little bit of that. Somebody asked him about, you know, the the crowd or this or that. And he's like, hopefully Nuggets fans come out for us. We need you. And it was more polite, the politically correct way of saying that. But today, Malone both seemed too annoyed to answer a softball question properly, but also like you could tell he also hates it. Yeah, but I feel like he's had a really bad game with the press series, rather, excuse me, with the press. I I think to Win's point, going back to honestly his first pregame availability, game one, I have felt like Malone has sounded to me like Popovich in that first playoff series the Nuggets played. Like, like he doesn't sound like a guy who ever thought he could or, or maybe even wanted mm. to win this series. His goal, and he has said this publicly, is I just hope we don't get our asses kicked. I mean, that's right. been the message from the jump. So, right. I mean, look, I don't blame him. I think we all sort of feel the weight of some inevitability <laughs> right now. But he <laughs> so is so bad. <laughs> but he's the coach. And yeah. I, I feel like he, 
I feel like he hit his wall. When you talk about the the toll this season's taken on different players and guys in elevated roles, I think Michael Malone needs a break, you guys. And, and not it's his job not to take one right now, but to me, he seems like a guy who this season has just graded on him. 1,000%. And I think Jokic the same thing. And this is the thing about the accumulation of the bubble into a shortened season into this year without Jamal. Is I think all of these guys are just so exhausted. Like This is the thing that gets overlooked, honestly, with all of this is the Nuggets have had this heroic pushing through, through zero odds, like no odds. Like the Nuggets came into the season knowing that this year was probably wasted. And they pushed through and they hit their over and they did all these things. And it was really impressive. But um, it's t- it's cost something, and the cost is being shown right now. Hopefully, it's the end of the cost. Is they're just all irritable and take a long vacation this summer, a long summer, and then come back refreshed. But the- guess what? One- guess what? I need a fucking vacation. You know what I did? I made three podcast covers today. Like I don't want to hear like. This is their entire exist. I like. I don't like this. I don't. You've, like you've had some bad days, Eric. I'm not gonna lie. You've had some. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and you know what I did? You know what I did? I launched CHGO. I launched PHNX. I did three podcast covers today. I don't want to hear that. That they're tired. Like I don't. To be clear, they like, haven't said that. That's just. I know, but I hate that. I hate that right. they have quit me like this. Like, to me, that's like yeah. so disgusting to me. Like, we, we're here yeah. every day. We are here every day. We are pushing out content. This means something yeah. to me. This means something to everybody in this chat. Like, it's this. so unacceptable to me that they are just feeling like, oh, we're in the first fucking round of the playoffs. We're so tired. There's no Jamal. Like, things aren't going well. Like, not, the, not up. Like, I don't care. Like, there are so many things that are larger than you guys in this gym. Like, you need to understand that you represent the city of Denver. You are embarrassing us with this effort. (laughs) You are embarrassing us in our time to go out and get ejected from games, to not be able to hit very simple wide open three pointers. Like it's, it's simply not okay. And for the coach to be like that right now, like that's horrible. That like that is like grounds for dismissal. As far as I'm concerned, you need to be absolutely rallying the troops. Like, this is why you are there. Like, and Michael Malone specifically, you are a military general. Like, yeah. do you think that like people in, that are in the trenches in World War One are like, oh, I'm not feeling that high today? It's like, no, like, it doesn't matter. Like, this is this is why you are paid millions of dollars. This is why you are where you are. There are only so many of these jobs. Like, figure it the fuck out. I love the spirit of that D-line a thousand percent. I mean, you're right. And this is where the disconnect between a team and a fan base, you really feel it over the last 10, 15 years. And why I think it's always so weird when fans insulate players from criticism in a weird way where I'm like, no, there's this connection that's supposed to exist through sports. Actually, the point of sports throughout all of history going all the way back to antiquity. Like there's this connection you're supposed to feel between athlete and spectator. And it's so severed. And I do, I I agree with you that it is important that they say like, hey, don't complain about like, yes, there are reasons that the fan base has been diminished and they're not all like because of the fans themselves. Like there are some very big forces putting pressure on the fans, but you still represent them. And that's why you get paid millions of dollars because they're literally paying you through merchandise, through watching, through doing all these things. So you get to be the richest people in society. But like the, the gift you have to give back is just caring as much as yes. they do about this thing. So you I can agree lose, with you. but that's fine. You can the one thing, I, one the thing. one thing I will say though is that there is a bit of a game of telephone going on, and that Malone spoke, we interpreted, we right. shared with you, you interpreted, right. and so I just, I just want to make that clear. I do think, and I talked to everybody else there, they walked away with similar sentiments from from today's presser. But I just also want to say, like, 
there I, I don't want this chain of telephone to become too too great here. Frank. I understand. I understand. I, I just I, I am sensing this in general. Like I am sensing quit in the right. Denver Nuggets. Yeah. You sensed I, it because you watched games one and two. Yes. That's yeah. why you yes. sensed yeah. it. Because yeah. they quit in the second half of games one and yep. two. And Great. that is the most disappointing part of this to me. Like, yeah, Jokic is, is tired. Yeah, like the role players on this team are gassed. Aaron Gordon, one of the big like disconnects about the narrative about Aaron Gordon in this series is, yeah, he's been shitty. Yeah, he hasn't shown up. Yeah, he's played soft. But he was supposed to be your fourth best player in your starting five. Now he's trying to be your second best player. That's a part of this too. And he's clearly not ready for that. But the fact that they just rolled over and quit in game two. That's what doesn't sit right with me. And I wasn't right, on the phone last night. Nikol Jokic quit in game two. Like, I that agree. was bullshit from him, man. That was absolute bullshit to get tossed out of that game. Oh, you guys can stay on the floor and, and enjoy this 20-point loss. I'm going to go hit the showers. I like agree. That was crap from him. And I really hope the rest of the, this team doesn't look at that and take that as a cue for how to fight or how not to fight over the rest of this series. I, I, I strongly agree. And we did talk about that, Harrison, obviously on the show. Like that was, and I took a lot of flack for it. I, I, I've lost a lot of uh, fans <laughs> after the game for that exact criticism. But let's hit a break. I want to continue on this thread because it's an important one to me. Um, and I, and I want to talk about some of the games that we've seen. We've seen upsets in this playoffs already against teams that are as good as Golden State. So, Part of me is like, hey, no excuses. Other teams are doing it. I want to talk about that on the other side, as well as get into the big topic from today, which is the Nuggets are probably going to have a different lineup out there when the Warriors deploy their death by pool or whatever the lineup is called, uh, their new look death lineup. So we'll talk about that on the other side. Our next partner, guys, is a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I didn't have enough time in my day to get the right supplements I needed. I wanted better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. I also hated taking pills and vitamins. Athletic Greens is the perfect alternative. One scoop of Athletic Greens in your water bottle or in a cup of water every single morning. It's the first thing you do. It's filled with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, and it's lifestyle friendly as well. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, Athletic Greens is perfect for that. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. So right now, guys, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. Let's look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com nuggets, athleticgreens.com nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, if you want to get your hands on some escape artists this week, you've got to visit Lightshade Dispensary. Escape Artists is the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado. Their 800 by 800 creams are Escape Artists' highest potency creams that are available. You can also try Escape Artists Transmucosal Speed Strips. Strip that <laughs> huh? dissolved in your mouth. Escape Artists infused joints and more. 
Where can you find Escape Artist, Colorado's premier dispensary, Lightshade, with 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations? The Barnum location is open as well. One block off 6th and Federal. 420 specials. That's today. Happy 420, guys. You can get their five best-selling products. Buy one, get one for $1 on those from April 20th through 26th. And as always, you guys can get 25% off non-sale items with the code DNVR. All right, we back. Uh, Transmucosal? Was that? That was my first time saying that word, so I'm not. Transmucosal? Does that mean it passes through the the mucous membranes? Probably. I mean, it's through or across mucous membrane. That's exactly right. Dude, look at me. I know. I'll never get over you being the smartest person on the show. It, it really <laughs> does. I never saw that coming. It's, uh, it's, it's the wildest thing. Um, <laughs> all right. Segment two here. One other thing we should note. Um, Jamal Murray has not been ruled out of this series, but he has been ruled out of game three. <laughs> Michael Malone just yesterday said he's not playing in game three. He was wearing the number 11 today to represent Clay Thompson. Um, it'd actually be hilarious if we find out. Like some report leaks that even in practice – Fake Clay Thompson also murdering the Nuggets. <laughs> Jamal Murray is like, Nuggets have no hope of stopping him. <laughs> it's like, man, Jamal's been the best guy in practice all week long. Well, he's, he would be going against the Nuggets perimeter defense. So, I mean, it wouldn't be just too surprising. It's, it's like the Nuggets are having a hard time evaluating how close to being back he is because it's the Nuggets defense that he keeps destroying. That'd <laughs> be the I, ultimate thing. Why don't, they just, why don't they just rule Jamal out and then he can come back if he comes back? I don't, I don't know. I will say Michael Porter also not ruled out for this series, as we know, um, was reported. I can't even remember. I think it was Mark Spears who reported. Although I will say every time I've been in there for practice, he has He's been on a, on a getting treatment on a bench and not moving. So what, uh, take that what, for what you is, will. Is there some sort of um, is there some sort of like if, if they were to rule them out, does that mean they can, cannot by rule come back? Is that why they? Are using no terminology? No. Well, then I don't fuck. Think you, just say they're out, and then if they come out. back, it's a big surprise, right? It's so true. The team would. I mean, I, I will say, is it impossible, like, for them to come back? No, you're right. There's no rule that says, well, they said they were ruled out, but it would be a weird look if you ruled them out and then brought them back. It'd be weird. I. At this I point, it doesn't matter. What does it matter at this yes. point? They, I much prefer. I have that versus so much to say on this that I don't want to say right here what do you, you feel like it's going to get you canceled find the middle give us what you got it's just a, a stupid conversation that we have to have to keep having like i know it's up to jamal if he wants to come back uh like yes that's the ball's in his court we know that but like it would just be absurd and i said this before the playoffs for him to come back cold for a playoff <laughs> game it would well, be absurd, man. Well, here's the That's thing I'll the say. Warriors. I, I'm with you, but the most important and interesting thing that came out of today's media availability um, was Malone was asked about, you know, the death lineup. That's where the he he referenced this like extended 44 to 10 run, or I don't know what the numbers are, but it's absurd. The run that they've gone on to end the second quarters in both games. And that lineup is obviously with Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry on the court at guards. And then you have Andrew Wiggins at power forward, who, by the way, you have to tip your hat to Wiggins. He's been rebounding like a monster in that lineup. And he's a max contract player that is playing like a role player in that lineup. And Andrew Wiggins was not a guy that was expected to take on that responsibility. Like I I have to tip my hat whenever a high paid number one draft pick player is willing to be a role player for stretches even 
Um, also, also a starter in the all-star game and a starter in the all-star game. That's right. Um, but his, his willingness to do that look, man, like if Aaron Gordon was out there averaging eight points a game right now, but 12 rebounds, we'd be like, Hey man, he's contributing in an important way, right? Like it would, it wouldn't be lost that he was doing something that's unheralded, but is helping the team do so. And, and so that's not the case. And then of course, Draymond at center. And what was so interesting about, Malone's response to being asked about that is he said it was a defensive problem. Now, if you look at the series so far, that lineup has played, I don't even, it's not that many. Their offensive rating, I think, is 155 or 159, something like that, which is just for reference, 117 would be phenomenal. 155 means they're scoring one and a half points, more than one and a half points every time they come down the court on offense. Think about that. They are almost scoring enough points that if you just didn't guard them and allowed them to dunk it every time, they're almost scoring that many points because when you factor in how many threes they're hitting and second chance points or what have you. But Malone, curiously enough, said that he feels like it is an offensive problem, not a defensive problem. And I loved it. I 1000% agree. The problem with the Nuggets is that they're not putting pressure on them. When you have a small lineup, you need to put pressure on them and punish them on the offensive glass and obviously in the paint. But then more importantly, then they have to take the ball out of the net. You get to go get set. You're not starting from a position where there's cross matches and switches. And more importantly, you're not giving up transition. If you look at what that lineup has done to Denver, part of why it feels so bad is because it happens so fast. That lineup scores 10 points in – 60 seconds of clock time because it's stop fast break score stop fast break store stop so he thinks it's an offensive one and he used the term spark plug we've got to find a new spark plug i'll start with you harrison what who do you think he is referencing well first of all do you agree with him and second of all who could be a spark plug when he's referencing giving a boost to the offense i agree with him definitely you need more offense like First of all, you're just not going to stop them anyway. Right. <laughs> like you, you, the Nuggets don't have the defenders or just the overall team awareness on defense to stop them. Did you see, I, by the way, last night? Can I interject? The Pelicans beat the Suns last night, and it was not because they got stops in the clutch. I mean, they got like one or two, but they they still got scored on. They stopped them because they matched them shot for shot. They had carried a lead into the fourth quarter, and then in the final like four minutes of that game, nobody missed. Everybody made big boy shots in that game including a bunch of young Pelicans. So sometimes yeah. this isn't a concession. The NBA right now, with their best teams, can't be guarded. They're too good. Yeah. The Warriors, that lineup can't be guarded. They're too good. I remember when Kevin Durant joined the Warriors and they played a game in Denver. I think it might have been the one where they put up 50 in the first quarter. But they came down on a fast break, and it was Steph flanked by Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant. You know, like a three-on-two <laughs> fast break. And it's just... Like, what the hell are you supposed to do? Nobody can guard that. And that's the same feeling I got watching that lineup play in transition in games one and two. Steph, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, who is just – Jordan Poole has been unbelievable. I, I can't get over how well he he's played and, ha- and well, how he's, well he's looked. Um, the spark plug, it's Faku. Who else would it be? Who else could you even classify as a spark plug that the Nuggets have to pick from? It is hilarious. I wouldn't classify him as a spark plug. Well, who's the funniest spark plug that's not playing right now? I have Marcus Marcus Howard. Howard. Well, he He can't play. He's on a a two-way contract, as is Davon Reed. No, the funniest Um, spark plug would be Zeke, who's just like doesn't have the personality to be called a spark plug. I love him, but he's not a spark plug. Is not like the word you would use to describe. Does does he just mean bones, though? Does he just mean spark the offense? 
So that's, we just covered all of possibilities. Honestly, like it's Bones Highland, it's Faku Compazzo, it's Zeke Naji. I don't think there's anybody else there that you would say like, oh, that's a spark plug player. I mean, first of all, game, game two, Bryn Forbes did not Forbes. come to Bryn fruition. Forbes. That did not happen. Well, Bryn, <laughs> Bryn Forbes could be a spark plug because what he specifically talked about was Ooh. other guys scoring. And so you do wonder if they're what, exactly what we're talking about. Do you just punt defense and say, well, they're already scoring 1.6 points per possession. Let's punt defense and let's see if we can score 1.4 or 5 and win the other minutes. And if so, Forbes maybe is a spark plug in this. So you legit may have a better chance of bringing those that points per possession down by just cutting out transition and making buckets yep. like than than just being good on defense, because I don't even know if that's an option. I don't even know if that's right. a choice. Um, Maybe you so, just don't make any subs. Maybe ever, you just play five guys the entire game. <laughs> Maybe that's the adjustment. Well, again, I, it's almost like you have to buy – I do wonder – because Michael Malone, by the way, he referenced this. He said it's. I don't think it's a starting lineup thing. I think it's more of a, a rotation behind it. I do wonder – I would not be surprised if Jokic came out early in game two because you want to like, hey, we want to max – like some people have – I see the – disingenuous people online right now are being like the team the nuggets are winning the minutes when Jokic is not on the court right now well part of the reason is that because the warriors are clearly punting on the minutes when Jokic is not on the court they're like hey we want to maximize our best lineups against him and we're going to throw out Juan Toscano Anderson and Gary <laughs> and, and Gary Payton and Nemanja Bialica like these guys can do some stuff but they're not nobody's if you get ran off the court by those guys like then you're going to really lose so they're they're almost punting because they realize it's a small punt that gives them a massive win. So I wonder if you do you try to break that? Do you break the rhythm and take Jokic out early, and all of a sudden to start the second quarter when B elites is on the court and uh, you know all the guys that they bring in that aren't players are on the court? Do you try to punish that one and just say, hey, we're gonna go blow for blow and see if you go on a run, we go on a run, and, and mix it up? Maybe that's one of the answers here. I don't know. The, the troubling thing for me is that the Nuggets have shown that they can hang with the Warriors for half of a, bas- a basketball game. They uh, have, I, I disagree. They have not shown that they can hang with the Warriors in their preferred lineup. Part of what's going on right now is the Warriors are not starting Steph. And so the Nuggets look like they can hang with them because they're hanging with their B team. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 whatever, in, in aggregate, they are not getting blown, their doors blown off in the first half. In the second half, they're absolutely getting their doors blown off. And there is something to, like, whether or not there, there is a bit of, like, the Warriors playing with their food, like, not quite giving it their all, like, waiting for that third quarter to give, like, the real punch. Like, I, I, I mean, just, I understand what you're saying. Like, the, the, the lineup changes, uh, the, the, the approach changes. They're at least, like, figuring out, like, it's just like not a, it has not been a massacre in the first half. Like, but I me, think like, the reason it hasn't been though, I mean, here's why I, I so strongly disagree with you on this, Eric, because who is the number one right now leader in plus minus in the playoffs, both in raw number and also in per game by a pretty substantial margin? Do you know? Uh, I'm not a nerd, dude. It's Steph Curry who's only played 34 minutes. <laughs> like, he's not even playing regular minutes and yet he has the highest plus minus. So that's why I say I don't think they're actually hanging with him. It's just that Steph isn't playing very many minutes right now. And when he does, they win those minutes so overwhelmingly. It just so happens to be that they're not playing him when Denver is hanging. All the same. Like, there is, <laughs> I, I just mean, like, 
it feels it doesn't feel hopeless and then it feels completely hopeless if you're saying like just the fact that steph curry is otherworldly and it just changes the fact that they just have no counter for him like i guess we can just pack it up and go home but um there's something it's not that i'm just saying there's not a reference point to them having solved that that's my point for sure for sure i i just mean like even just through their attitude and through their belief and through their effort level it's like the the first half versus the second half is completely different i'm sure the death lineup has a lot to do with that i'm sure lineup changes have a lot to do with that i'm sure coach kerr is making adjustments and michael malone is not following in suit maybe we don't even have the op- there's not even things we can do to necessarily i think it's more but if that that's ladder. the case it's if that's the case it's like okay so let's can we like get a lead can we like at least like make it so that the warriors have to chip away at something going into right. the second half like right. can you take advantage of the minutes that they are punting right. like um can you it, make it just some warriors to... make an adjustment can That's, you yes. do something to make and... the warriors try like can could you make the warriors like coaching staff earn their paycheck that's and right. that's kind of the point I'm getting at here with the Jokic early thing is can you play them to an, a tie in quarter one even if Jokic plays four fewer minutes than he usually does in the first quarter can you can that be a tie and then you start the second quarter with Jokic carrying that you put some shooters around they don't have a good offensive unit because they're playing like I said those bench guys and now you're up ten Jokic murdering those guys maybe gets in foul trouble you give Jokic a little spell and then you have to end the quarter with five minutes against the death lineup with Jokic and and just maybe you're right they might not win those right out of the, the gate but they might be able to slowly you know just be a little bit closer and a little bit more connected and then you're right Harrison that if you win if you can do that and win it does maybe make the Warriors look at their rotation and go okay now we have to now Steph has to start and we have to uh, change now we actually up. have to play this death lineup more than five <laughs> minutes a game exactly but hey but you're right that even that is an adjustment and even that is something that maybe has trickle effects that you can exploit down the line. So just making them blink at all would be big. But I want to get back to who it could be because Faku is the guy that I think can probably use some minutes. It's funny. Steph I'm surprised Curry, he hasn't played already. I'm surprised he didn't play in the second half of the game too. I really was. He he is the guy that somebody just has to go out there and be tough and piss them off. Like right now they're just clowning and pissing Denver off, and he is that guy. But I also wonder if he's more of a Jordan Poole guy. Like, we're all thinking, can he stop Steph Curry? Like, Jordan Poole right now is a problem. And Steph Curry has been against – he's played against a lot of Fakus. Like, he's he went through Della Vadova, who's kind of a Faku. Jordan Poole hasn't. Maybe Jordan Poole is the guy that if you can just make him mad and you use all your fouls on him, maybe it does get under his skin in a way that makes him not the best player in the series, which is kind of what he's been so far, the best player, him or Draymond. So yeah. maybe that's the solution. Yeah. You've just got to try something to make Golden State a little uncomfortable. The Warriors are so comfortable right now, man. Like they're just so at home. They're, they're they're so at peace. They're confident in everything that they're running. They're they know they're so much better than Denver, and like they're just enforcing their will. Faku, I don't know if that adjustment will work. It probably won't. But you know, maybe it just makes them a little uncomfortable. Can I tell you the guy I actually think makes a little bit more sense? And it's a it, it's a Dave freaking hail, it's a Hail Mary. It's a Hail Mary. Well, Dave on Reed maybe, but it's a Hail Mary. I wonder if Zeke Naji has a role here. 
because it's a very limited one. Like, what does Denver need? They need to punish this lineup, some of these lineups where they're getting away from it. Can you stick them in the corner and say, hey, just shoot 50% from the corners, which is what you've done all year. You're probably going to get open shots. And can you rebound? Like, we just need you to out-rebound Andrew Wiggins in this lineup. Can he move his feet well enough to stop? I mean, he's one of their better perimeter defenders, but he's still probably going to get burned, but it doesn't matter. He'll get burned anyway. If you roll out a lineup there that features, let's say it features – bones and monte and barton at the three and zeke Naji at the fourth that's four guys that can knock down an open shot that should provide you some good spacing and as well as four guys that they're not denver doesn't have good perimeter defenders but they can guard well enough to allow 1.6 points per possession and maybe just rebound as well to me that is that that might be a, a less crazy spark plug is a guy that might just hit two threes and change that those minutes yeah I yeah. mean, the Warriors, like, they are so unbothered by Denver's role players right now. <laughs> Just the disrespect that Draymond Green has for the Nuggets role players is astounding. Like, he, he does not think any of those guys can play. And, and I've heard he's been giving it to Aaron Gordon, too. Like, he's making sure he that Aaron Gordon knows he does not respect him. Yeah. If Zeke Nagy steps up and hits a couple threes, is Draymond Green going to respect his shot? Probably not. But but Zeke will knock him down. Like Zeke right. is a very good open three point shooter. Right, Zeke he can shoot. I also wouldn't mind Zeke's metal being tested in that way, just to find out who he is. Like I want to. I don't know Zeke well enough, yet, you know, as a player yet to know is he on track to being able to handle these minutes. And it would be nice to get a data point of like, hey, you know what, Draymond tried to break him and he went three of three mm -hmm. in the second and a quarter. Like that would be a good data point to have. Yeah, he's played zero important basketball games. <laughs> Vote, you seem uh, un unconvinced of the Zeke Naji breaking case. of America. No, I, it's worth a try. I just think, and I'm not trying to be, felt like we could do this after every game, every show, but it, it just, it's reflective of where we're at. Like, maybe Faku, maybe Zeke. Um, Look, I'll, I'll say this. Like, Adam and I were talking today. I think the Nuggets can win game three. Like, I, I think it's on the table because the Warriors can be so loose and they yeah. can be so confident. Right. They could just give Denver a game or put Denver in position to take a game with turnovers, with bad shots. Maybe Jordan pulls, maybe he cools off a little for a half. Like the Nuggets could be in a position to take a game. Yoke could have like a, a dominant performance. I, I still hope we get one of those this series. I don't think Nuggets are going to win this series, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion they get swept. The hard part for – I see some people here with Zeke. He's been out for so long. I know he played – did he play in just the last game? So he had like one game under his belt. This is hard when you miss six weeks or whatever it was and then go into this. Like, Definitely. That, it's, a, it's honestly almost unfair to him, even if I do think like there's nothing unfair about sports. You just got to go out and do it. So, um, But this is where the Nuggets are. Game three, um, we're already at this. Uh, we have no idea what, what to do here. <laughs> if the Nuggets, uh, they're going to win these next two games without fighting with each other on their bench. It might be oh. a win. Might be a Dude, that would be two that would be so sick if not a single nugget was either ejected uh, or started a fight uh, with their teammate. Uh, did you see the clip where Jeff Green actually slapped Will Barton? Yeah. You know what yeah. though? I here's the thing: as I was talking, and Marcus Cousins, he got into it with. I was gonna say he got into both. Cause I see everybody wants to see Barton as the like, oh, Jeff Green had had the Marcus Cousins back. He was giving it to both guys. Like he went, he got in both guys' faces for that. So this is not a like. Don't don't make that into a, there was a right side of the argument oh, there. I, we I, also, I, yeah, 
we do everything from the Denver perspective, of course, of the Denver show. One of the things you got to tip your hat to Golden State, like they've done this to more composed teams with more talent. I mean, but the flip side of this is New Orleans Pelicans are not a good team. They're young as hell. They've never been here before, and they played like they gave a shit against the. the, the I agree. I agree. They played like they actually cared, and not only that, they actually cared. They played like they were not intimidated, and we've seen Denver play that way too against good teams. I mean, everybody remembers the Clipper series in particular. It was like a very sure. big, like we're not afraid of you, we're going right at you. But this version of the Nuggets that are available to them right now, to me, has zero of that, and it is so stark. The Memphis Grizzlies lost Game One, and John Morant ha- hopped on Instagram and basically guaranteed a win in Game Two. Think about how far away Denver is right now from hopping on and talking shit after a loss. They are so far away from that level of confidence and balls that it's like alarming. I really, I really think that um, just this idea that we've all been operating under the entire year, which was like, okay, we just got to get through. Then Murray's going to come back. Then MPJ is kind of come back and then that we can all reset. And like, it's been, completely detrimental like it hasn't helped the team at all it's been it actually has like hamstrung them to the point now where they feel like that was their only chance and now that jamal is not coming back mpj is not coming back it's like well you know what are we doing we gave it our best shot we knew that uh and it's it's terrible like they have to just reset their mind immediately and just like accept the idea that they are in this like we said before the cavalry is not coming like you have to defend your house like this all there is to it and You know, this is the type of thing, like, I know that we're in the middle of it, um, and, you know, it just feels easier to just, I mean, it is easier to just let the Warriors have their way and then just move on, and we get in, we can have vacation, we can sort of look towards the future, but this type of stuff echoes into eternity. This type of stuff is like, you can't wipe the stink off of a team like this easily. Like, this is going to characterize the Denver Nuggets nationally, um, for years to come, this is going to be something we are going to be answering for for years to come. Right. And yep. like, if they don't show more fight and they if they don't show more pride, um, right. even if they lose, um, I'm just going to be so disheartened by what the Nuggets have shown us. I, I just the amount of effort that I personally have put in online, fighting on behalf of my Serbian kings, fighting on behalf of Will Barton, showing that letting people know that they they've miscategorized him fighting on behalf of Michael Malone, not making in-game decisions that, that well, that often, but you know, he has a larger plan at play and there's something larger that we're fighting towards. And now we're at a place where, you know, we're really like seeing what the, what the bones of this team actually is currently like what, if you strip away a lot of our, uh, if if you strip away the, I mean, like, you know, when times get tough, you find out who you really are. This is the the oldest cliche. It's absolutely the case. We just need to see what kind of heart we're dealing with, because if you add a bunch of great players to a, to a team with no heart, it's not going to help. You get That's the, the thing is it's not about like, yes, exactly. Murray, it's, it's not just about, are they going to lose? There's a way you can get swept where you feel like, Hey, that was a team that fought their ass off. And there's a way you can get swept where you're like, my God, they crumbled. And, and the, the, right now the, the nuggets are the latter. And I hope regardless of whatever happens in these next two games, we can at least hang our hats as a fan of say, Hey, they fought back. They punched back. Wasn't enough. Understandable given maybe understandable given what happened to them this year, but at least they punched back and gave themselves a shot. Cause they did in the regular season, right? Like thousand percent. they earned that perspective on their campaign, but it's right. gone. If you roll over and get swept, 
Right. It's hard to say, oh, they didn't quit. So yeah. that I think, because I see the chat saying like, hey, they're right. They don't have a chance without Jamal. Hey, I agree with you, but right. they, they can't show that. Right. And I, I think they can't push that either. Or think that, and I and it's regardless of the futility. I think there's util there is utility in maintaining that perspective, pushing through, and it's that much easier to come back next year and hop back on the horse as as opposed to feeling like, man, like we got to glue this whole piggy bank back together piece by piece. You know, let's uh, mm. let's take a break. We got to get to our moment of levity before we get out of here, which is going to be fun. I can't wait to see <laughs> oh, what it is. Let's go going to give away to Whee! fans who show up at Ball Arena tomorrow. I can't wait. Very excited. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my mic just came detached here. Hmm. Uh, guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery. Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. If you're in the area, stop by the bar for Game 3. If I know one thing about Game 3, it's going to be that the bar will probably still be popping. Um, so it's going to be a great time. If you're in the area, like I said, corner of Colfax in New York, you can drink Breck Brew at the bar. If you're not in the area, hit up the Breck Brew beer locator. It will tell you where to get Breckenridge Brewery, no matter where you are. And of course, pick up some Mile High City Copper Loggers for the playoffs. Also at DraftKings right now, the NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNBR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. During the first round of the playoffs, get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNBR. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. We have Stuart another one? Stuart pick of the week also. Sorry. <laughs> I love when you... Uh, what do we got tonight? Go. What do we got tonight? What do we got tonight? Firing up the... Uh, uh, use code DNVR when you sign up. <laughs> My app's not working. Sick, sick. Uh, take, let's take me out of here, Kale. <laughs> What's the schedule like tonight? Who's playing tonight? Uh, let's uh, let's <laughs> Brooklyn, Boston, Philly, Toronto, Chicago, Milwaukee. We have got NBA games. You've got the Celtics are Dude, three take and a half favorites. Give me Brooklyn plus three and a half tonight. Man, I can't wait for that game. That's Rockies. on in an hour. God, that's here. That game one was like an all timer. My goodness, that was great. This is yeah, my hell. <laughs> What's Kyrie Irving's point total at? What would you? What? How many points is he going to score tonight? A lot. Twenty-seven and a half. Oh, Take the over. Take the over. All right. Do we have your DraftKings sports pick pick of the week then? No, it's it's Brooklyn plus three and a half. That's the you like that more than Kyrie Irving twenty-seven and a half? Yeah. Just, they have yeah. Kevin Durant for 30 and a half. I just think Brooklyn's going to win. All right. Well, there you go. Maybe it's a Claxton kind of night. Um, all right, guys. I don't know why I care so much about giveaways. You, you really know, like, what is, what is the owner? What is a team going to do? Because I feel like giveaways are maybe the greatest way for you to judge how well an organization is run. Absolute that shit. And the spread of food they give the media. 
That's right. Those are the two. <laughs> well, actually, walk us through that, Harrison. Walk us through that. I was treated like a king in Golden State. <laughs> I actually felt like the Warriors were happy that I was there. It was a great feeling. Great spread. They had snacks at halftime. They had dessert. They had post-game beers in a fridge. Do you know the Warriors have like a little personalized beer can? That's like the golden lager. <laughs> personalized cans. Great for the experience. Everything about the trip was awesome except for the actual games. This is how Portland was too, by the way, when I went to Portland a couple years yeah. back. I was like, they had like... I'm not kidding. The pregame meal, like for just so you know, for like nuggets, they're average, by the way. I've been to other, I've been like Atlanta. There's, although Atlanta had Chick fil A, it was pretty dope. They're not average, bro. They did a, they did soup with a serrated spoon in the playoffs. Yeah. They, <laughs> I'm but curious. They, the pressure's on for game three. I'm, I'm curious to see what the nuggets roll out. It could be a little, uh, it could be a pretty bad, like a hungry man style frozen dinner that goes yeah, in a little because box. Because like, media what? is, is not going to be happy. They're not gonna that's <laughs> so funny. But when first I off, Portland, good. They, they had like a guy with full on like prime rib carving up for you. It's like there was like four different choices of A plus meals, or as I did, made a four course meal. Had like the fettuccine Alfredo, had the steak, I had the cheesecake. The, yeah, a little dessert thing that they roll out. It was like you're like, wow, man, you're right, Harrison. There is a like we like the media. We are gonna welcome you into our building. And guess what? Everybody talks glowingly about the Warriors, so maybe there's a key here. Feed people, and they're going to be happy. This is the easiest, simplest thing you can do in life. Give people food. Um, I want to talk about the giveaway, though, because I feel like that is also just a, like, how much does your organization have, like, their shit together? And how much do they understand the people for which they're talking to? Usually, there's towel or shirt giveaway on, on night one. It's just pretty standard that you're going to get some type of item. Now, here's my theory, D-Line, and I want to know. I go towel over shirt. I would rather like these days people don't want to put on the shirt. Everybody's different sizes. It's very difficult. Are you going to get a shirt that fits? There's that whole thing. But I think there are two ways that I judge a giveaway for these. Number one, most important, does it create the best possible atmosphere for, well, hold on a second, Kale. Does it create the best possible atmosphere for the game so that the fans, so that when the game starts, your fans are at a 10 out of 10 and everything's popping. And then number two, is it something that you feel you will want to keep forever? Like that eventually one day you're going to tell people like, I got that at game four of the series. And that was the game that Jokic hit the shot and this or that. And it's like a cool little token that you always have. Those are my two standards for whether or not a giveaway was a success. <laughs> um, definitely. Will this, like, are you being gifted a piece of garbage? Is this something that you are going to cherish or is this something you are going to throw into the garbage? If you're creating something that is garbage, what are we doing? You're killing the earth for no good reason. Nobody's yeah. excited about it. Um, but there is a little bit of like just keeping pace with the rest yes. of the the rest of the league and like um you know because everybody sees yeah. it, it's you know not just your epic thread of giveaways uh, around the league like people take note of this the golden state warriors i don't know if you've heard of them before they worked with a famous designer a streetwear designer named benny Banksy. gold oh sorry no, who was Banksy. It? benny oh. gold uh the last right. several years to do uh like very cool uh, t-shirts that one for each round uh, they became like super collectible they were getting bootlegged sold in the street like imagine somebody on the street selling you a bootleg elevate 
sponsored by Cooney Honda t-shirt. Um, so I think what I'm trying to say is, Nuggets, give me a fucking call. Like, I'll make some goddamn t-shirts <laughs> for you. Like, hey, what man, is the problem here? Do you know how hyped it would be if they actually did reach out to you in that way? Like, you are f- now famous enough that it would get a round of like, did you guys hear D-Line's creating the towel for game, yes. or game three or whatever it is? I won't like, even charge you. Like, let me do this. This is why I'm here. The, the Nuggets have this weird thing, though, where like – First of all, they have a ton of turnover in that department, just like with who's marketing and coming up with those decisions. But also they have this weird thing where they like view other media as as a competitor or enemy or something when it's like, no, hire Eric. Everybody likes him. He makes cool shit. Us like, an enemy? Have you listened to like any of our shows for three years? I know, I know. I'm just saying that it, I'm not saying that it's like in like a nefarious way. I'm just saying for some reason it's like, well, we can't, well, we don't want to, we want to not do this. So Yes, they should absolutely hire D-Line to make a shirt or towel or both, as well as, by the way, design like a poster giveaway. Like Portland used to do. Portland does a good job of the art. Alec, Gw- Alec Gwynn makes one of these himself every yeah. – he makes these for the regular season. Hire, hire, hire Alec Gwynn. Yeah, bring him into the fold too. Like I guess that's how Jesus. you feel to your fan. Um, but that being said, all right, Kale, let's go through. And I want to just – I gave my rankings online, but I want to hear everybody. We're going to start with the Phoenix Suns. First of all – Orange, we know this from Broncos, an absolutely horrendous color unless you are trying to make a really cool arena where everything looks yes. cool. So like orange, that's not a thing you would want in general, but when it becomes a towel for a game, 10 out of 10. I love it. The only problem I have here is sponsor. We all know putting a sponsor on it makes it just a little bit lamer. Their sponsor logo is very, very small. Also together, kind of a lame tagline like all right whatever yeah actually relentless a better playoff tagline than together i will i will have to say also the the sponsor like is this a positive or does it turn out to be a negative look for the sponsor having them on this because everybody just complains that the sponsor thing is on this in the first place it's 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 negative it's negative uh, except for the, the positive part is it means that the sponsor paid for it to happen. Right, so yeah. The, the team organization likes have it quite any cost a bit. on this. <laughs> I, I prefer, I, I got to say, I prefer the shirt over the over the towel. I like the really? shirt because it, it colors the entire stadium yeah. passively in a way that's like, uh, yeah. the towel is good if things are going well and then you get the motion, everything's, uh, yeah. um, but that has to be like, if things aren't going well, the towels are not, circling but they the the entire place would be orange uh the whole i also time. throw my towels out d-line i do i don't no no not me like if I you get so. a good towel from a playoffs that's like that goes in the either goes on your wall or goes somewhere but you just keep it even if you just put it in a drawer or something like it's a thing that you kind of pull out and you're like oh yeah the rally towel from whatever it's especially <laughs> do, as you, we, do you I, well, I have <laughs> one. yes because i have one this is i my do i have one rally Let's roll. Let's roll to the uh, next one here because this one will change your mind. Look at Memphis. Ain't no running. Ain't no blank running in the M. I love it. Also, can we zoom in? I love. This is my favorite detail. I love that it says round one, game two. I love that it puts a little mark on there so you know exactly what it came from. So if you ever forget or whatever, you have this as a little memento. This to me is a ten out of ten title uh, towel, except for the fact that they do have a sports logo on or a logo on it like a sponsor but i will say pinnacle being a double entendre for also meaning like the top of is also it, it works it, it's better than the fries or whatever so, i Am love I just this an logo. idiot for not getting the slogan ain't no running in the m they don't run and they and they also as a team run quite frequently i don't get it like what 
They don't run from anything. They don't oh. run from they don't run from oh, adversity, okay. but they do they do that, run a, a lot of fast confusing breaks. To me, maybe I'm just yeah. stupid though. But it's just it's, cool. They also all swing it when whoop that trick comes on, which is really yeah, cool. Awesome. Like it's freaking awesome, <laughs> dude. Their towels should say whoop that trick. Uh, yeah, this is not real. this is not a great design, I have to say. I don't I don't yeah, appreciate. I would have gone with the slogan. But... Well, the, the like slogan the is one thing. Uh, this, the design for me is ex- exquisitely basic. It's not well balanced. Um, it's uh, this is this to me screams in house design. All right. It's still cool color. I know that it has a history, that specific color. And I just look, man, they put effort into it. Um, Gold blooded. Cool slogan. Pacers fans not happy because apparently that was one of their slogans this year. But come on, nobody knew that. Um, You don't get a slogan if you have that kind of a year. But here's what I love. These shirts are cool enough that you would actually wear this outside of the arena. In my opinion, like you, you would not feel bad wearing this just out to the mall or something or to the beach or something, you know, like as a, as a shirt that you keep in your rotation and there's no logo, there's no sponsor. I don't have any idea who sponsored them for this shirt. Love it. Good job. Warriors. The the, the The only issue here is the only issue here is this a massive step back from what they've done in the past, which was, yes, they've had, they have all good shit. They always well, have when you're a team like the Warriors, stuff. you got to save your best for rounds two and three. <laughs> That's so true. This was their cheap shirt that they're like, it's the Nuggets, man. We'll just get over to this one quick. Uh, but do it's you think that they're talking about? Does gold blooded mean that they're causing the Denver Golden Nuggets to bleed all over their? Court? Probably. <laughs> okay, cool. They, well, they were I mean, accurate. Do the Warriors actually have that much gold in their uniforms, though? That's the question here. I don't know. This, this is a team that rips Oakland on their chest after leaving Oakland dry for San Francisco. So yeah, also they're just like, lying. They just lie. Like, yeah, you, gold has Ye- yellow blood. It doesn't come off the tongue the same. No. Yeah, yeah, yellow, yellow, uh, yellow liver. Also, yellow, their name whatever. is the Golden, uh, Golden State. Like, come on, of course it works. That's true. That's true. That's oh yeah, true. that's Golden a good State. point. That's yeah. fair. That's a, that's a valid point. It's a pretty <laughs> good point. <laughs> We have a Warriors fan in the chat who wishes they made those shirts gold, actually. Uh, yeah. You would wear it less, but it would probably look cooler. But maybe they'll wear that later on. Um, the Celtics here. Let's do what we do. This sucks ass. This one sucks. It's a t-shirt. It's white. They're like a forest of being green or something. I don't know what it is. It's a plain white shirt. It's also, the writing is in black, which is like, what are we doing here? And let's do what we do lame. Also, they have a sponsor down there, and it's – come on, man. Uh, Let's here's the do real what issue we do. With this. That is the bottom five. Here's the, but hold on. Here's hold here's on, the real back, issue go. with this. Go back up, Kale. Uh, the real issue here for Let's Do What We Do and treating the the font like that, like they're showing that they disappear in the end. They are slowly <laughs> disappearing. <laughs> Let's do what we do, which is just slowly disappear and then vanish at the end of the playoffs. I want that's one great. that says that, and then on the back, it's a picture of Mark Wahlberg throwing rocks at a Vietnamese child. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Both are so bad. He's like really <laughs> You can have to pick his hatred up like so many levels now. It's only funny because it happened. Yeah, it did happen. Um, (laughs) All right, we got a towel here in Miami. I don't understand this design. But Miami is really good. Here's the one thing I'll say. Miami is really good at making things that nobody gets except for people from Miami, and I kind of appreciate that. There might be something to this towel, but to me, it just looks like a shitty towel. Like this just looks like a terrible one with a sponsor at the bottom. There can't be anything to this towel, Adam. There can't (laughs) be. This feels Let's like the good people. Players. This this feels like the good people at uh, Baptist Health designed this themselves. This doesn't look like the team involved was involved in any way. This is a terrible towel. This is not not a terrible towel like the uh, 
the Steelers, who make the, made the towels really popular. This is a horrible towel. Um, right. It's a terrible design. Does not look like the heat in any way, shape, or form. This is trash. They've created also, trash. Also, when you go white and black, correct me if I'm wrong, D-line, but that's probably the cheapest option. <laughs> they, well, to be fair, they are all the cheapest option. They are all just one color on yeah. one color. But, okay. but white and black feels exquisitely uh, like you just showed up and that was the default. We're, we're awfully close to getting into the conversation about dye sublimation and other things. Oh, do you want to go there? We're, really we're, about it. we're only seven minutes long. Yeah, uh, let's go. In. It's a playoffs. Uh, let's go and look at Philadelphia here. They God have, damn it. Of course, they have, of course, a blue shirt. They used an Adidas logo. You can go ahead and make those big there, Kale. They used an Adidas logo, which just looks natural. Like all shirts have like a Nike or Adidas, so it fits very nicely. And then, of course, look at this. They have the join or die logo which is awesome. Philly Unite. I know Philly fans don't like it. They wish it was Philly, but I'm sorry. This is a fucking, this is a great shirt. Great shirt. Great shirt. This, is a, this is a great shirt. I hate this. This is a great shirt. Yeah, I was so ready to hate, but I got, I'm not. not if, your, if your sponsor is like Adidas or Nike, like, cool, leave that on. It's Those are cool brands that people don't mind. They're naturally fit onto that. Um, the Bucks here they have built for this. Um, pretty basic. It's got the outline of Wisconsin, which I feel like is the least cool part about the Bucks. Um, <laughs> it says playoffs, and then over there it says BMO. Uh, not really that interesting of a towel, but yeah. also not the worst because it's pretty simple, and I don't mind this. Almost feels like a towel from like 1992. Um, so in that case, I don't dock it too much. Two two out of ten. This is a two out of ten design. This is a this is a uh, kale. Please start over design. <laughs> Here we go to the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Here we go to the Dallas Mavericks, who their slogan for the second year in a row is all in with all. I feel like I feel like every NBA franchise has at one point or, or another had their slogan as all in. It just well, kind of gets cycled, what, cycled around. What's lame is that all in being in Dallas, I feel like it's like the only word there. And they're like, well, we just have to go with it. It's, it's the only word that we can use in this instance. Apparently the shirt is that color, but whoever took the first picture like had a weird filter on it or something so it's not i kind of like navy better i will say bright blue to me is really ugly like that's not a shirt i would ever wear in any other content i would not wear that outside of the arena so uh, not a big fan it, to, to me not it's Adam's just a cup of tea to me it's too subtle it i i like it but it's the the blue on blue is a little too subtle like they they it, it's fine though this is at least this is like a creative attempt this is like something that's at least like an attempt well was thought made. out an right. attempt was made i don't i don't hate it you I don't needed hate at, at least one marketing meeting to come up with that yes. <laughs> they didn't leave it to the sponsor to design the the, the shirt or towel <laughs> um i will say though i have to share my screen now and because somebody sent me this and it was the greatest uh i don't specifically remember this from the nuggets but um let's see uh this is a nuggets one Look at the size of Quizdo relative to the size of Quizdo. The first thing you bring their towel up. They also have Honey Smoked Fish Company, which first of all, first of all, Honey Smoked Fish Company is not that big of a brand that they paid that much money for this. This is the rare double sponsor. Double sponsor. The, you can barely tell what the hell's going on in this. It looks like it's the Quiznos's playoff series sponsored by the Nuggets. The Nuggets logo is the last thing I saw. <laughs> you barely see it. You could barely tell who it's for. Oh um, my this god. is a really bad towel. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I, although, I, look, Adam, they, they agree with you. Look at them proudly displaying this towel. 
with push pins on their wall. <laughs> they have it hung up on the wall for that one. This person <laughs> is definitely single, whoever sent this to him. Look at, look at uh, Henry's comment here. It's Nuggets playoff smoked fish Quiznos. That's actually how you read this grammatically. You'd read it Nuggets playoff smoked No, no, no. I would say Quiznos, number one. Well, that drives uh, your Then playoffs. Then, you know what would be cooler is if instead of a basketball underneath, if they just like cut to the noise and just made it a, a swooping sandwich. <laughs> Some <Yeah>. sandwich? <laughs> you're hanging like, out in your buddy's man cave. You're like, wow, dude, you're a really big fan of quiz. <laughs> dude, you, oh, you know what would be dope is if it was a sandwich and it was a meatball sandwich, but the meatballs were basketballs, dude. How dope would that be? Uh, it's our guy, Jack. He must have been the one who said it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, love it, love it. It's beautiful. Like is, I hope Jack that one hundred percent ride or die for hanging this on the wall. The realist, dude. I hope that this is hanging up in your like in your main room of your home. Like somebody sees <laughs> as they arrive, they're like, "You're like it's playoff Quiznos." Is Quiznos even around anymore? Yes, bro. Yes, they oh, are. Come on, bro. Oh, come Quiznos? on, bro. Let's go together. What's that? Let's go together. You don't like a toasty I like, sub? I, I used to love a toasted sub. I used to love a toasted <laughs> sub, but you know. That does it for today. We will find out tomorrow. Harrison, I expect an early report. You got to get to the arena early tomorrow so you can check in with a full report. In fact, maybe you can make a little video. We'll play it on the pregame show of exactly going over the Nuggets' towel or shirt. Or do you guys remember last year or two years? Last time they had playoff with fans, they gave us a card, a piece of paper with a hole cut out with a little piece of like plastic oh, yeah, that was did. yellow. And the idea was you're supposed to turn your phone light on and hold it up to the piece of paper. Like no, that, no. it's officially you, the worst giveaway I've ever seen. You didn't even do it right. That's the worst part. What it was is it was a piece of film that you were supposed to take off of the piece of paper and apply over your flash so that oh, all geez. of the, so that all of the, the camera phones had a yellow tint to them. That's, so a, that's way, way too complicated. People only want to have to think about putting on a shirt or waving a towel. I'm very That's excited right. for this year's ballpoint pens sponsored by ball court. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. I love that. Or just where they just give you an empty can. <laughs> Recycle <laughs> this when you get home. <laughs> Who's gonna be the Playoffs. The playoff can. <laughs> uh, we'll find out tomorrow. All right, everybody hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you